0: SMQB's episode 76, I'm not going to lie to you, this one's a little bit of a shit show We have a tribute to Vin Scully, which leads us to talk about our Mount Rushmore broadcasters There may or may not have been a little trouble with some audio there Uh, Cover the MLB trade deadline and the uh, uh, horror story that is the Washington Nationals and Juan Soto Can't go a week without talking live golf, gotta let Pope get his aggressions out and then we do a couple punchable faces of the week and even a Ted Lasso moment, despite my best efforts. Hey, enjoy the show. Leave us a five-star review and thank you for listening. On the, people, climb up on the, booth, from the people on the people. My the, roof, on the, ceiling, on the people people. SMQB's episode seventy-six. There is no joy in Mudville. I don't even know why we're going on going forward with this podcast this week, but I'm told that we have to, and that other people have interests beyond Juan Soto. So, congrats, you got prospects. Yeah, I guess we'll do it. So let's just get right to seventy-six here. Uh, this is a little bit of a a long shot. We have a German American. He was the second overall pick in his draft. He, he played, he was a standout basketball, football, and baseball player at Emory High School from 1987 to 1990. But he was really known for his basketball prowess. He's He was on the NBA All-Rookie Second Team in 94, NBA blocks leader in 97. He's the NCAA blocks leader, second team All-WAC. He was a WAC freshman of the year in 91. He was a McDonald's All-American, co-MVP. Well, you're not going to really, the German thing is a little bit of a a red herring there. He had 2,119 blocks in his NBA career. And let me give you a little bit of a hint his number matched the team he played for at the start of his career is it house uh is is it minute Bowl? no but that's that's not a bad guess you're on the right height at and, it, and is position Manute, is he a German it's Sean Bradley Sean Bradley 76 oh for the 76 ers Listen, it was time to move away from NFL offensive linemen who nobody right. knows. So Thank I tried know. to change it up a little. Sean bit. Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley, a, yeah,
1: terrible. What were some of the other seventy-six choices? There's got to be better than Sean Bradley.
0: Not really. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were there were a few football players. Um, Hutchinson, I think uh, from the Seahawks, was the was just finished playing I think a couple of years ago he was the the top one that came up Steve Hutchinson
2: hmm. you guys um, read about Sean Bradley's current situation
0: yeah it's terrible yeah. awful, yeah, yeah. It's awful. yeah it's terrible it's really terrible I realize he was German but, uh he he I don't think he was German but he was he spent some time growing up and going to school in Germany
3: so he's the second greatest German for the Mavs, my, minus uh, behind Dirk
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's
3: a
2: big exactly. drop off. It's
4: a
3: barely it's
2: significant drop-off. Yeah. What about that guy with the crew cut? What's his name? German basketball player.
0: Oh, um. Dolph? Detlef left yes. shrimp.
3: That left shrimp. 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 Not shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Bradley literally was, Detlef Shrimp was the poor man's Larry Bird, according to the Mavs. I think Bradley went to BYU. Yeah, he did. Right?
0: He, he, did. he did. He did. And then did, he took some time off for his mission right before. Right, yeah. He's
4: a Mormon, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, OK. Anyway, uh, that's 76. Uh, I don't know. We got to we got to stick with this number thing, but I really think we should. more. Hey, let's stick with all the bad news this week in sports. Uh, Pope, we lost a legend, a true legend.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a minute as far as the Mount Rushmore of play-by-play guys, but I mean, clearly, you know, the George Washington of that would have to be Vin Scully, who uh, passed away last week, and actually, they had his service today in California, and there's a big memorial outside Dodger Stadium that's growing, evidently, but uh, passed away at 94, um, did what he loved for 67 years, which probably will be unparalleled uh, as far as somebody doing a play-by-play and especially for one team. Um, He started with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1950. Uh, He was only 23 years old at the time. Uh, Red Barber, a great uh, broadcaster of the past, spotted him and mentored him, put him in the slot as Brooklyn play-by-play guy. Uh, When the Dodgers moved to L.A. in 1957, Then went along, uh, became an institution in Southern California, calling Dodger games. Rooster. Here's a little bit of, uh, uh, trivia maybe that, uh, you might not even know, but in 1964, the Yankees tried to hire Vin Scully away from the Dodgers Hmm. and he declined is after, uh, Mel Allen, uh, had left. So, uh, he could have been a great Yankee broadcaster as well, but stayed with the Dodgers, um, we all know him for his many great calls. Uh, we were talking about it this week, Kirk Gibson's home run, 1988 world series against the A's off Dennis Eckersley, which was something that, you know, nobody saw coming comes off the, out, out of the, uh, uh, training room because he'd been hurt. Um, Venn's great call on that. Uh, he called the Hank Aaron home run to break a uh, Babe Ruth record in 1974, but it was interesting because the reason he called is because the Dodgers were actually the team that uh, the, the Braves were playing when Hank broke his record, broke the record in 1974. Uh, ironically, uh, from my perspective, he uh, did, did CBS NFL for eight or nine years, and the last call that he ever made was the game in San Francisco against the Cowboys 1982. So Venn also called the catch. Uh, With Dwight Clark caught the ball from Joe Montana to break Dallas uh, heart that um, along, along with he called the masters for seven years with Pat Summerall, Ken Venturi, Ben Wright. Uh, He went over to NBC and he, he was the baseball guy there for uh, eight or nine years with Joe Garagiola as his color guy. Um, And he, that's when he called the uh, Kurt Gibson home run. So, um, he is a true legend. Um, you don't, when you, when you have goats, you have to take your, uh, your hat off and pour one out. And, uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think, but you know, there's nobody like Vince Scully. There, no, nobody will be like Vince Scully.
1: If you want to get a glimpse on the duration of this guy's greatness, this was a mind blowing local, uh, story or local stat, Vin Scully called Richie Ashburn's first game and called Chase Utley's last game. I mean, when you think about the decades that span those baseball careers and uh, Richie Ashburn was connected to both, uh, and that Vin Scully was connected
0: to both. Those guys guys played for the Pirates, right? Nice. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Don't be sour Local. all week because Soto's gone.
0: Local. All week, all week,
1: all, all yeah. your life.
3: All
0: decades It's gonna be a week. Now, you know, I think the thing about uh, Scully to me was, you know, that great line in in Field of Dreams where uh, Terrence Mann, played by James Earl Jones, says, "You know, the, through all the the decades, the constant has been baseball." I really think you could you could take baseball out and put Vin Scully in there and say the constant has been Vince Scully. I mean, when you think about he started calling games two years uh, after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. And of course we all know that that Robinson broke the color barrier, but certainly the, the abuse and, and the uh, the difficult times didn't end just when he played his first game. So Scully was around in that time period and you know, he's. I think he served in the military, if I if I'm not mistaken, and then also moved with the Dodgers out to L.A. And then, like all these things happen, and he still had a 50 year career ahead of him after like he'd done he'd done stuff that would have made anybody a full career and a and a full life, and he had 50 years more. Um, so, I mean, he really was sort of the soundtrack to baseball.
2: I think. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Mr. I thought you were finished. I think he was so much more though than just a constant. The guy to me he is Mount Olympus all by himself. He was a poet um compared to everybody else. I mean the he had this beautiful um combination of he was very well educated, he went to Fordham. But he also had this gift of being a storyteller. Um he he attributed it to being Irish, I guess, but he, he, the stuff that would come out of his mouth contemporaneously with the live action was was so eloquent that even the great sports writers during his time, like you know a guy like Shirley Povich for The Post or Mike Lupica or Dick Schaap, they would have had to have taken an hour or two to come up with something that eloquent, and it would just flow right out of Vince Scully's mouth. I mean, authentic. the man... The man was more than a play-by-play guy. He was he was entertaining. He was melodic. Um, Rick Riley did a piece on him in the Washington Post recently where he said that Scully was so entertaining that he could make you look forward to a traffic jam in LA so that you huh. could just sit there and listen to him call a game. And he said when he's driving home. If he saw a person sitting there in their driveway with the car running, he just assumed that Vin was telling a good story and the person couldn't bear to turn off the car and go in the house until the story was over. I mean, that's just how magnificent he was. There are some really great play-by-play people that we're probably going to talk about, um, but they're a level below Vin Scully, in my opinion. None of them were as eloquent and quick on their feet they were they were some good guys they were some entertaining people they were good at calling games but vin scully was like roger angel level storytelling in my opinion
4: the the real cool thing is when you're looking back on all these games that he called he always seemed to be connected to these magical moments mm-hmm. like i don't know did you mention don larsons perfect game pope no it, the, add it to the list. It was like yeah. you just go through all of these, like it ha- happened to be that Hank Aaron broke Babe's record when the Dodgers just happened right. in the Braves. Right. You know, it's yeah. like he was just there and he was the, per- to Rooster's point, he was the perfect person to be calling those moments. Yeah. I think
3: that adds yeah, up No, His call on that was
4: historic. Yeah.
1: I think one of the reasons he's truly the last of a dying breed and the best of them all is because he did grow up in a day of radio and there had to be, you know, detailed description provided to the listener. Yep. And so the thing with Vin Scully is he takes you into the game and makes you part of it. These days, while we have some pretty good modern day announcers, they know that whether you're streaming, watching, whatever, you can almost always watch the game. And it's it's less of bringing you into the game and making you part of it. That was the magical gift that he had.
2: He, you know, he did best when he didn't have a broadcast partner and he would just have a dialogue with the fans who were listening to him. There are a lot of people who couldn't pull that off. They need the color person to carry a little bit of the load. He was better without the color person.
0: Well, true, true legend, uh, legend lost. They just, you know, they they broke the mold, as they say, right? But I mean, and he did uh, it until
3: he was eighty-eight. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Crazy,
0: uh, but there are some other good ones out there, right? It started making you think a little bit about who some of your favorites were. Who, who, who do you guys have on your uh, on your Mount Rushmore of broadcasters? Uh,
2: there are a lot, man. I wrote down fifteen people. I had to narrow it down to four. Don't say them all, because those wow. are going to be ours, too. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I had to narrow it down want. to four.
4: Wait, is this
3: for baseball only or for all sports? For play-by-play.
2: Yeah. Play-by-play, yeah. Well, you want me to tell you who I have as my top four? Sure, go yeah. ahead.
0: Throw a couple out there.
2: Number one, Howard Cosell. <laughs> oh, God. Guy Great. was a revolutionary, groundbreaking play-by-play man who didn't just talk about the sport that you were watching. Um I would put I I people I'm only putting Jack Buck as 2 because everyone says Jack Buck is his, is number 2. I didn't spend a lot of time listening to him and I thought he was boring. Um, but Jack Jack <laughs> Buck, Buck
4: Pat, no Summerall, Pat
2: Summerall. Pat Summerall. Is... Anyone disagree with Pat Summerall as one of the no. greatest play-by-play yeah. men ever? And I like Keith. Not the, Keith I like Jackson. I'd put Keith Jackson at number four. Oh
1: Whoa, Nelly. Oh Nelly. Oh
2: Nelly. It's hard to leave out some others. Uh I didn't I never really liked Al Michaels. I'm sure someone will put him up there. Uh Joe Garagiola might belong up there. He was great.
1: Rooster four.
2: Bill Rizzuto. <laughs> if you're a local <laughs> you're guy. Was a just so you guy. know,
4: Rooster's named all my guys. So yeah, yeah. All right. let's, see the money, let's see so the list. Let's see the list there, Milk. Let's see the list. I had Keith Jackson, <laughs> oh, Al yeah. Michaels. I paired Madden with Summerall. I think yeah, he,
2: that had... yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff.
4: Oh, and in my research on Scully.
3: So Summerall and Scully actually competed for the number one position at CBS before Summerall took it. They brought Madden in and actually Summerall had a, uh, a a test with Madden and, and uh, Scully had a test with Madden and they just decided Summerall Madden made better, um, you know, chemistry mm. than, than Scully and Madden. And You interesting? know,
2: Pope, you, you probably remember this and Toby too, but Summerall was also a top uh, play-by-play man with another sidekick named Tom Brookshire.
3: Oh yeah. Brookie. They were, Brookie, Brookie was
2: awesome. Brookie was great.
1: Former Eagle. Wait, so Milk, did you finish? They, call, you they finish called quite
3: a few Cowboy Redskins games.
4: <laughs> no, Go ahead. Go at ahead, at Milk. Court?
3: That's it. Those are my guys. You guys haven't mentioned Bob Costas.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, really? I don't what is the what is the hate of Bob Costas? East. T- I, I never understood this. I don't either.
2: I always feel like Bob Costas talks to impress himself with the sound of his own voice that's joe buck <laughs> I
3: don't all know, right I don't you know.
2: guys how could you watch how hate.
1: could you how can you leave out jim nance the guy is, uh, the uh, guy was, is silky smooth and can call anything he's, he's not football, authentic baseball golf Oh yeah. He's not
2: authentic. He's a robot. Oh my God. He's he not a
4: robot. No, did not not. you see him like, when
2: Nick Faldo was balling his eyes? Oh and he's like, come on, Nick. I like go. Nance. Move, move it I along. Like Nance and golf. Nance, Nance is great. Nance, Nance and always
3: Nance. has something to say about the winner. You know, it's canned. It's that's totally opposite of off-coded. Oh, of
4: Nance, I love, Nance I just signed
0: a contract to join Liv.
4: No, no, Liv would never take it. Perfect for the, he's perfect for the boring. No, I'm people. telling you, Fal- Faldo's coming over
3: after he divorces his fourth wife.
1: How did you guys leave out? How did you? You're not serious sports listeners if you left out Marv Albert.
2: Yes. How can you do that, yes. Marv oh, yes. yes. I was going to say Marv, with too. Authority. Marvelous. With authority. Yes. Well, or how about Kevin Toast on her. hand? There was, there was a biting mic with Marv on it.
4: <laughs> Yeah. What are we judging <laughs> this one? There's, there's a, little... a character in And
1: let me tell you something. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: If you're judging yeah. somebody who wants you to get so excited that you'll wake up and maybe have a heart attack on every single play, if you're not including Mike Emmerich in hockey, who thinks right. every single play is a goal. Yeah. Emrick is amazing. All
2: I mean right. if, if we're going to get down to baseball Bob Uecker pretty soon.
3: No, nah, we're we're missing. <laughs> we're missing the the great the great one, Harry Carey. How can uh, you leave him uh, off? Yeah. If you're talking baseball, too schmaltzy. Cubs, he's so,
4: Cardinals. He's too specific to one team. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, he did the yeah, Cubs I'd and go the Cardinals. Harry Callis.
2: All right. How about uh, Jim McKay? Anyone have Jim McKay yep. on their list? No, he's a little Dick Enberg.
3: Pretty sure Milk does not know, know, know Jim McKay one.
0: Is. Who is Dick
4: Jim Enberg's McKay?
0: Wait, well, wait. <laughs> I, you know, somebody... I knew.
3: I knew he didn't know who he was. I like, like somebody... I... I love Dick for By
0: the
4: way, somebody was bagging
0: picture. on Jack Buck, and you know we've heard the the Gibson home run. But do you know? Have you do you remember the call from Jack Buck on the Gibson home run? Let's now, take a listen.
1: Uh, Let's take a listen. I love our producer. He's the best.
4: And we're spinning. He needs a raise. Yeah, yeah, might be because you have 800 things open up there. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Well, how do you think how this many stuff windows happens? do you have
4: open?
3: You I have think like we okay. should pay
1: our producer 76 cents. <laughs> Holy
3: <laughs> oh
4: my god. We're gonna I'm try let's try I, that
3: again. I'm predicting he hits <laughs> the home
2: run.
4: He's literally that's like my wife. You literally there have we go. 75 open. That
2: sounds a lot Did about we, like Jack Buck.
1: Did we oh come Bud on Collins? already. Did we mention Bud Collins in tennis?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that he's a color guy. Dick Button?
3: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh my god. You're just
0: doing broadcasts. Uh,
3: I thought we were doing play-by-play.
0: Right? Play. All right. Yeah. Here we go. I got it for right. you.
4: But uh um, maybe I will. Maybe
0: YouTube just doesn't want to load it. I
1: I think that uh Jack Buck's call was probably great. And maybe our listeners will listen to that in the, the bonus. Ooh.
4: Right. Show Co- Co- do you remember Jack Buck.
3: Buck's call on uh, McGuire's home run to break the record?
2: You no, know, not, that's that's
3: Planet Maris, it was awful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> you know who? You know who I liked as a baseball play-by-play guy was Tim McCarver.
4: Yeah, he was good. Yeah, McCarver was he, good. I liked McCarver. What happened to him? Is he? McCarver so he, got, he, got, he retired.
2: He got cranky and retired. Yeah, yeah.
1: McCarver came out to the Phillies celebration of all their alumni and that World Series from 1980. He does not look well. He is
2: yeah. very very long well, he's in the tooth. Probably 80. No, he's beyond that. I probably more. When uh,
4: who threw the uh, champagne on him? Was that Dion?
2: Yeah, Dion. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, pissed. No, that was
4: awesome. Where McCarver?
0: Yeah,
3: where's
4: McCarver?
0: <laughs> where's McCarver? All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's see if this works. Let's try one more time here. All right. Now it's not going to work. I think it's YouTube doesn't want to play it. Well, you can <laughs> insert it.
4: Might be. I can. So in our, our next episode
1: we're
2: going to talk about YouTube's lawsuit against Zoom
3: and how uh, that's
1: playing
2: out. Are you, are you, you using milk are you using milk service yeah. today, Toby?
4: Well, no. If you if you would just close 70 of the 100 things open, you would probably have more power. Do you know these are? These are all for
0: this show. Oh my!
4: <laughs> wow. So, um, my goodness.
0: Yeah. Really? Wor- some wortle? serious power. Um, I see Wardle. I think you uh, <laughs> I see Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that about that? That one's not. Does that say so. Bank
4: of America? <laughs>
0: So you uh you guys Commander, left Commanders.com? What? I had Rafferty on the on the list too. Oh really? That's interesting. Oh, onions. You did? Yeah. Oh my god. I think wow. he's the most fun to listen to. Well, are we going to go
3: Dickie V then? I mean, how far um, are we going?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're put Marc Valberg on, why don't he's you put Dicky V rock, on? Baby. He's got why would, the rock. Why wouldn't you put uh put him on if you're putting awesome, Mark on? with a on? capital A.
3: We could just do an entire pod of us imitating the great I right.
0: Can't believe this diaper dandy baby! <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, anybody have anybody else they want to put on? That's a big round Mount Rushmore. Thanks a lot, Rooster. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think we covered everyone. Fifteen and counting. Yeah. Well, who did you have, um, Bison? You had you had.
0: Uh... I had Rafferty. Uh, Rafferty. I don't know. I mean, I had pretty much all the same ones you guys had. Uh, I don't think you missed anybody. Maybe Vern Lundquist, who's oh, a, right. just, uh, yeah, a, a legend. Yeah, I mean, good. yeah, uh, yeah, he was sort of a, a classic. His uh, call on
3: sixteen when Tiger made that incredible chip at the Masters. Yes. Had yeah. Right. Ever in your yes. life seen anything like that? What he so, called nineteen eighty six Jack's charge on the back nine.
0: Oh, he's he's got oh, just sir. about yes, all the sir. Masters calls, right? I mean, doesn't he have yeah. all the good Masters calls? So. That was the only one I thought I thought you guys missed. Anybody
4: else That's you want to throw fun. on there?
3: We'll do yeah. that again when next yeah. time somebody dies.
4: Right. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of someone dying, uh, why don't we talk about the trade deadline? Uh, MLB <laughs> trade deadline. Oh boy.
4: <laughs> why don't Why don't you start us off?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, how, how mean, was your week?
0: How are you feeling?
4: Yeah. Um, you
0: okay. I mean, it's a good thing my windows don't open. I'm on the eighth floor and thankfully they don't, they don't open. That's a good thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, the Nats traded away Ted Williams at age 23. So that, that's uh, that happened. Um, No, I think, I think the trade deadline was exciting, but the Soto trade is uh, historic. Um, And it really, I mean, I know you guys give me grief over, I keep trying to tell you how good a hitter Soto is and none of you want to believe it, but he is really in a league of his own particularly at age 23 he's the best hitter in baseball he'll be the best hitter that anybody on this pod ever sees uh play baseball um and they they traded him uh and you know i guess i guess i understand the logic sort of i mean the idea is that They offered him $440 million. Boris and Soto didn't even uh, respond. They didn't even give a a response to it. Um, And so what what do you do? I mean, what do you do at that point? It doesn't seem like there's any interest in, in signing and staying with the team. So they decided that with two and a half years left on his contract, they would cash out and get as much as they could and it and you know with that much time left it gives the team that picks him up ample time with him he's not going to sign a, a long-term deal with the Padres until he tests free agency i just don't see uh Boris letting him do that
2: which so, begs the question did the was it a good deal for the Padres giving up all those prospects if they're going to keep him for 2 years well i mean who knows? I mean, look, whenever you trade a superstar for prospects,
0: I think you lose, right, if you're if you're giving up the superstar. Um, the prospects, it looks like a, it's a historic haul for prospects. Um, and, it you know, it, it instantly changes the Nats uh, farm system from one of the worst to a top 10 uh, system, probably. But what does that mean? You know, if if two out of the six become everyday big leaguers, is isn't that what you can probably expect? And is that fair? No, it's not. Now, interestingly, the Padres could turn around and trade Soto next year, right? Or or the year after that. They could trade them if they don't think they can sign them. Uh, so that'll be interesting to watch. But I don't know, there's all sorts of other deals. I I, I just I, I don't I, I just don't understand how you trade. Soto. And if you're the Nats and, and it's not just, you can't look at it in a vacuum either. It's, it's letting Harper go, letting Rendon go trading Trey Turner and trading Juan Soto. I mean, think of those, those four guys and you had all of them and and you lost every one of them. Listen, I'm going to do this.
1: I'm going to do this and it's going to make your head pop off, but I'm going to do it. Because I am frustrated that no media is taking any aim at Juan Soto. The guy's 23 years old. They did put together a team that won a World Series. It, clearly, he was a key part of it. But he was not like, I, I think their pitching was pretty goddamn important in the playoffs in the World Series.
2: And don't forget they and had Ryan Zimmerman.
1: That's oh right. yeah! Oh god! And they, off, they offered. <laughs> they take a offered moment Juan of Soto, They offered Juan Soto somewhere in the range of four hundred fifty million dollars. You're twenty three years old. You're offered four hundred fifty million dollars. You don't know what injuries are going to happen. You don't know what anything. You guys go so hard on this pod so many times about loyalty and people under contract and demanding trade. He essentially demanded this trade. None of that's coming out. None and of he's taking no heat
0: he's, in any he's represented by the fucking I, devil. I, I, I think that's I know. I think that's totally false. First of all, why are you picking on him at four hundred and forty million dollars for 15 years? It's twenty nine million a year. It's five million a year less than trout got. And he's six years younger than trout. I mean, right,
2: I don't know. Right, but why not make a counter? Because why I come back and, and make a counteroffer?
0: Because why shouldn't he test free agency in two and a half years? I mean, well, why then
1: stop stop riding KD, stop riding Harden, stop riding these guys for no loyalty? Because Soto doesn't have loyalty. He doesn't. And you should be pissed at him. You should be pissed at him. No,
0: I'm I'm pissed at Boris. I'm pissed at Boris. Soto's 23. He's a kid. They're just put, kid. Oh my, They're in his ear. Yeah, they're doing what is you know, they're yeah. doing he's doing what his agent's telling him to do.
4: But what like nah, I don't know about that Hey, who I mean, are there any other good players on the nationals right now? And no, was your farm, that's the problem is your farm system any good? Like where if I'm the like I don't know if the Nats made a bad trade here. I kind of somewhat agree with it because where are you gonna go, man? you're going to pay him 450 million dollars. Let's say he had agreed to state it and you're paying him that type of money. Like you have no one else on the team. You have you're kind of like capped out now with cash. You have a terrible farm system or not the not great. Like if you have any hope for the future. And where where are the nats going to go with one second future. And, year? and the year two after that? The, the
0: two worst contracts in baseball right now with so Corbin and Strasburg.
4: You get some studs, well, they haven't proven themselves yet. But you get a big variety, a lot of guys that they're saying could could be this, could be that. I get that. But if you have any hope for the future, it might not have been the worst deal in the world. I I don't I don't know. I mean, I know it's Juan Soto and it's crazy, but you don't have much else. Like, I think it's.
0: I hear what you're saying, but that and that's why I said you, it's hard to look at it in a vacuum, right? I mean, you've got all these good players who they let go. And that's, and, you know, Trey Turner is probably, you know, one of the top two shortstops in baseball and they had a year and a half left on his contract and let him go. Um, So, you know, whatever it's, it's, I mean, you know, you don't get to see a guy like that play all the time. I lived in Atlanta for a while. I would go go to games and I would see Maddox Glavin and Smoltz pitch. And every time you're like, I'm getting to watch, something special here. And, and Soto was that kind of player, just like watching Scherzer pitch for the last couple of years in DC, the last seven years was so, you know, that's gone. And, and uh, I got, I might have some more to say on the learners later, but there were other trades. There were I, yeah, other I want to ask
1: you about, I want to ask you guys about another trade. I want to ask someone to explain to me and don't just tell me a couple of bad outings. I want someone to explain to me a first place team, the Milwaukee Brewers, with the best closer in baseball pretty much notwithstanding a few bad outings trading him while you're in first place to the Padres who you could potentially face in the playoffs. I, I cannot understand that trade. I need someone to explain to me because the Brewers are now going to fall behind St. Louis and that was
2: fucked up. What did they get for, for Hader or whatever, whoever, he, what was that kind of of
0: They got, no, no, they got, they got Matt Bush, Taylor Rogers, Denelson Lamette, Trevor Rosenthal, Robert Gasser, Estuary Ruiz, and Cash. But do you know what haters ERA was? It was like well over four. Yeah, it was four like something. 4.29 or something. Yeah. And since, since June
2: 7th, it's 8.82. Yikes. Yeah. It wasn't a couple of bad outings. It was a bad season. Is he going to be the number one closer for the Padres now?
3: I don't know. I think so. I think so. I guess he didn't get a chance against the Dodgers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that house, and, and and I also don't understand the O's trading away their closer. Man, and we're mean, Mancini. Why
2: did they get the rid of Mancini?
0: Mancini and their closer um, when they're in the wild card hunt. I I, I don't know.
4: I don't. I thought about the Orioles trade. I I don't know if that was. By the way, I heard a rumor that they they he could they could go back and try to get him at the end of this year, which is funny. I think the Orioles looked in the mirror and they said we're probably a year away, maybe two.
2: Yeah. realistically, they need fans. They, they, they need, exactly give those really, fans, they need really to give those that. fans something there, though. Isn't That's this crazy? Thinking, though but they got. Yeah. I will tell you this as a fan. Yes.
4: They got a, a a Seth Johnson, who the pitcher the Orioles got was is like a was our farm system like god now he is having tommy john surgery he's going to miss like all next year but right he, i mean they were saying he was going to be like our ace so who knows
2: yeah but now the astros have trey mancini in a sh- shorter field hitting
4: bombs and, uh, i've got the astros as like and they got christian vasquez yeah i don't understand why the why the red sox gave him up
2: Red Sox don't know what they're doing right now. They're they're trading and tanking at the same time. They're, they, they're they, getting you new can't... guys and trading away their good ones.
4: No, they traded away Christian Vasquez and got Tommy Pham. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck?
1: I, I actually like what the Phillies did. I really do. I, I, I think that they're making a charge. They have a shot. They have like a 77% chance to be in the playoffs now. They needed a possible third or fourth starter for the playoffs. They picked up Noah Syndergaard a former lights out number one, number two pitcher. He, yes, he's coming back from Tommy John, but it's, it's, it's worth a flyer on him. They picked up a defensive stud center fielder. He's not a great hitter, but Brandon Marsh, you know, covers the ocean. Um, and so, you know, they're nice, nice little pieces, uh, which is what I think teams that are making a push need to do.
2: Has, has Thor been pitched at all, like in, in minor league or anything yet? Yeah, yeah, Thor pitched once for the Phillies in a oh, rain-shortened game. It was okay.
1: It was five-four. It was rain-shortened game. He got the win. Um, he gave up four runs. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. He he looks like he can pitch still in the majors.
0: Yeah, good, good. I, I think I, the, at the catcher you gave up you might regret down the road. Logan Hoppy. We'll see. Right. But
1: I, You know, again, prospects. It's such a
4: crapshoot. Yeah, that's true. I it is to the your point, House teams that made moves, trying to take that extra step. I really loved what Seattle did. Yes. they got the best pitcher. And they had to give up three prospects. But, like, so what? Like, that's a let's try to win now after how many years has it been? 20? Something like that. I thought that
2: was a great move. That was a good move. I had hoped the Yankees would get him instead of Frankie Montas. But,
3: yeah. uh, I mean, if the season ends today, Seattle's a wild card. Absolutely, they're right. Shocking, but see, that's nobody thought they'd do this this year.
0: To everything you guys are saying about taking, you know, making a run at it, taking a shot at it. I mean, to bring it back to the Soto trade, I mean, that's why the Nats farm system was so depleted because they built a team to win and they did, and now they're they're paying for it, right? I mean, that's you know, they they traded guys away. I mean, Lucas Giolotto was in the Nats system forever, they traded him. Uh, to the white Sox for Adam Eaton, who had, you know, three or four key hits in the world series. So, I mean, you know, you can, you can go back and look at it. I mean, uh, Corbin, Corbin doesn't look like he's a double a pitcher at this point, but part of that is they destroyed his arm in that playoff push. So, you know, that's, that's one thing to say, if you go for it now, you know, you, you may run the risk unless you're the, the Dodgers apparently, but right. you may run the risk of of you know of four, five, six years of, of nothing, just pure yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, the yeah, Yan- the Yankees I know
1: that the Dodgers. What? What? I don't know what happened there. Uh, but do you know the do you know the Dodgers are like? If you looked at the the full standings of the the, the whole Major League Baseball, they're like four and a half five games clear of anybody. Like we, we you know we talk about the Yankees and we talk about their might this year, but the Dodgers, I don't know that you could say quietly, but it is kind of quietly putting together a monster season that, that I, I think they're a runaway train right now.
4: Yeah. 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 They didn't do much in the trade deadline, but they didn't need to. They, they didn't they have need to. They've but already done all their
2: work. The, the, yeah. the Yankees may have shot themselves in the foot. I mean, they have, they had a bunch of trades that look good on paper. But really, what they needed is to face the facts that they've got older, often injured pitching, starting pitching particularly. And so I don't understand for the life of me trading Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals for Harrison Bader, who's a center fielder who's got plantar fasciitis and is not even close to being able to play this year. And so Mm -hmm. what does Jordan Montgomery do in his first outing? He shuts out the Yankees
0: yeah. for six yeah. innings
2: and wins one a win one to nothing game. Um and uh, you know the next game, the, the Frankie Montes, who they got in another trade, got rocked by the Cardinals. So I don't know, man. Yeah, Cardinals are a it, problem. You gotta let the, that play out. You also the, needed a left fielder pretty badly. So well, we go. yeah. We got Benintendi, we got Scott F. Ross from the Cubs, yeah. who's a relief pitcher. We got um Frankie uh and Lou Trevino who's a relief pitcher without really giving up any good prospects so that was good that's solid but if Mo- if Montrose doesn't work out and Severino doesn't come back it could be a it could be a rough end of the year because Garrett Cole's looking like he's starting to get problems again like he did last year and tyon is doing the same thing he's getting shelled just keep losing, well, you,
0: and so, the Dodgers. So you Rooster, know, the Dodgers are getting the Dodgers are getting five pitchers back off the injured list. Right? I mean, does that include Kershaw. One just went, on. just, went on. just went on. He just went on. He just went on. I think he's getting ready he? to go yeah. back
3: on. Yeah. Yeah, he is yeah, back. No,
0: on. but there's five yeah. coming off now. You know, in the next hmm. couple of weeks. So, I mean, they're you know they're sitting there going, "We're crushing everyone. <laughs> we're running away with it." And oh yeah, we're getting five guys back. Yeah.
3: So, and Rooster, you saw the Yankee, the uh, Mets now have caught the Yankees as far as wins.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Astros are about to also.
3: The Astros caught them as well. And I don't know if you guys saw DeGrom <clears throat> came back yesterday and Jesus, he had a perfect game through six. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was 100. Uh, yeah. Look, yeah. look out. Uh, look out, National League.
4: Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, some of these are head scratchers, man. Like, so I, I can't, I don't understand these teams. Like, who's a good example? Um, like Cleveland. Cle- Cleveland did nothing, and they're right there. They literally, I think they had like one small little trade, and they're, and then while like Minnesota is like got like five pitchers or something. Yeah, like, I don't understand the, those teams that are right there that just do nothing at
2: all. Do something. Bison, what happened to oh, the, the White, White Sox. Sox? What happened to the White Sox? Wow. Sox? They, they were supposed the to be do. good this year.
0: They're still there, I, you know. But they're, you
3: know, they I, I was trade. thinking
0: about that. They didn't, but you know, they're not that far out of it, right? I mean, three I think games. they're two games out of the wild card. Is it three games now? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're they've got a shot. I I think you've got you got a couple of like top heavy teams, right? And then and then everybody sort of jump bunt bunched together for those wild card slots, which is, which is fun. I mean, I guess that's a good thing of adding some of these wild card teams and stuff. I mean, if you just had your division leaders, you know, you you got the blue Jays and the, and the rays and the white Sox, And I, I mean, the Orioles, not really, but they're there, but they're all right there for the wild card, even though the Yankees seem to, or at least at one point until they, they just lost what, three or four in a row until then they were, uh, they were, they were running away with with that division, but you know the wild card race is going to be fun. And then when you get into it, you know anything
4: can happen. I've noticed you're mentioning the Orioles a lot. We just want <laughs> you, know, you said them like said that word six times.
3: Wow, the O's shifting fan base. I don't know.
0: We'll come, I don't we'll know. Come back, we'll going come back around. around. We'll He's come back started, around to that. Started off there. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back around to that at some point here. All right, anything else uh, on trade deadline stuff? Nope. No. All we'll right. On August. Well, listen, uh, it wouldn't be an SMQB's <laughs> episode if we didn't give uh, Pope a chance to to bag on the live tour. So Pope, what do you? All right, what well, you I'm, got I'm for actually us?
3: deferring to House on this one. I'm going to let Oh, you okay. Run. All right. This uh, house stri-
1: house stri- there strike, strike up the strike up the accordion music and all the clown car because the, the this what's going on right now with the stuff between live and PGA is getting out of control. It, it is getting out of control. So are you okay, Pope? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at you. You're
2: frozen. You're, you picture You're frozen. frozen. <laughs> it, was
0: a, it was a funny <laughs> with your nostrils flared, like like <laughs> Pope must yet. have been like Pope's must have been flaring when he listened right. to us talk about yep. the live tour two weeks Damn ago. Right. You're back on. <laughs> oh,
1: don't worry, fans. We're not up on YouTube yet, so you know. It's yeah,
2: nostrils, but uh,
1: there as well, I've probably heard. To our you're,
2: Toby, you're you're you're. Eleven. It, we can't understand a word you're saying right now. Crickets in Cricket and out. Yeah. 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 Crickets again. So 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 the. It seems like the. Uh, it's not even fun to joke around about live anymore after this lawsuit that these people filed. I mean, Penny's three. Gone. Three <laughs> of these. Three of these guys are asking, who joined a competing league knowing they'd be suspended by the PGA for joining that league are now suing the PGA saying, let me back in. I want to cherry pick and play. I want to double dip. I want to get all my guaranteed money from live and play it for the, in the FedEx cup to get my points. So I can maybe get into a major. I mean, it's just got to be,
3: there's a, there's ridiculous. a TRO hearing tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Thursday. It'll guys, be decided Taylor by Goose. Thursday.
3: Matt Jones and Hudson Swafford to try to get into the first FedEx Cup tournament in Memphis.
2: House, you're back. It's it's that's just gotten to be ridiculous, and then of course the antitrust claim, but that won't be decided for years. Well, the thing about the lawsuit
3: that's so funny is now the you know revealing the texts between uh, Sergio
2: and yes and the shark. Yeah,
4: what? what? Tell me exactly what happened there and why it's so controversial.
2: Yeah, I didn't quite get the I didn't really big deal with it. the text was, either. Yeah,
4: I didn't think it was a big deal. What, you got that house?
1: Well, first of all, right now the fans are being fans of golf are being screwed right now. That's really what's happening. I and mean, we'll get to the Sergio Tex in a second. But what's happening is there's this game of chicken that's being played between Liv and the PGA. I mean, that's really what's happening. Liv has got this Saudi money behind them, and Norman's strutting around like he owns the place. The PGA has got history and a lot of great players and the close connection to the majors on their and side. And a better PR team.
2: A much better PR team.
1: But but, Live and what I feel might be they're losing this round, Liv filed a lawsuit through 11 of its players. And that in and of itself is significant. That it's just 11 of them. It doesn't seem like it has the solidarity behind it, and it seems like it has a lot of hypocrisy behind it. A ton. These are these are that are asking to get added to the FedEx.
4: Tw- yeah, yes. <laughs> we we covered that oh, while you were out. In the
2: right. and
1: there's too much. Yeah. Too much, too much traveling. All this stuff, and now they want, and now they want back in.
0: Well, let, so anyway, what, let me let me say this. Look, I think the thing on on this now is, and House, you started to go down this this road. You may have said it in between Cricket Wireless there, but it, this is just bad for golf right now. It's golf is not. I mean, the drama, the soap opera part, is like the most interesting thing about golf right now. But actually, turning on a tournament and watching it right. is. There's Painful. nothing compelling. To do right now. The PGA. I yeah, either Pope, tour. Pope, it's I don't know. I don't of know of how year
3: he, starting Thursday, the FedEx cup. Everybody's going to be back into
0: watching golf. Not not true because it's not so. compelling. I mean, when you look at the players, we well, are missing you, players. Yeah.
3: Aren't you? Yeah. Guys who weren't even in the top 16. That's I mean, not that true. Oh, come on. You can't,
0: come on, Pope. You can't tell me having DJ. And Kepka and Bryson, and not having those guys anywhere playing, no shot because they're not in the tournament. That's bad for golf. It's NIT, just bad baby. for golf. Not in the tournament. <laughs> Sorry, and, guys,
3: that's, and, that's, and that's and
0: that's and that's what it. And it feels <laughs> like that when you turn on a PGA event now, it feels like you're watching the NIT. That's the problem. They both feel like the NIT right now. Huh? Donaldson Jay? Huh? huh? Huh?
1: <laughs> huh? I'm I'm done with Sung J M. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Huh? <laughs> Ooh, huh. <laughs>
3: All right. Just because they weird. don't have the biggest names, I mean, this guy. How about the compelling story of the 20 year old who wasn't even on the tour? John, uh, Tom Kim, and he wins. He's the youngest guy since Spieth. He's 20 years old, you know, barely 20 years old, and he's he's number 34 in the FedEx Cup now because he wins a tournament. There's that's no stories to be made. Yeah,
0: that's, wow. compelling. That's, that's compelling. That's compelling. That's good. That's exciting. I mean, wow. Anybody can wow. win. Wow. wow. <laughs> Sign me so, up for Tom so did I
2: see that Finow is now the number one ranked golfer? Oh, I'm
3: sure. No, Scotty <laughs> no, Scheffler's number one. Not even close. I don't know. I thought I saw something. Uh, no, I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> not the PGA Tour.
2: Nobody's watching the PGA. <sighs> He's like he now is me. number one amongst viewers. <laughs> 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 all, all ten of them. Oh God! They did that a poll. going to be. They good. did a poll of ten, the ten viewers. Three straight Hope weeks is... of good golf. Tony was Hope. the only one they recognized, so they voted for him.
0: I think I would this segment would be good if we had a live blood pressure meter on Pope right now. So we could
2: just <laughs> watch it.
4: Patience. Patience. Uh,
2: <laughs> but I milk
4: Pope together.
2: Milk, even your twin Zaltoris says you can't have it both ways, fellas.
4: Now, the most exciting eat. thing that happened this weekend was Zalator firing his caddy in the middle of a Yeah. Record. Yeah,
3: his longtime best friend. Yes. Yeah.
0: That was exciting. Oh god. All right,
4: anything else on
0: that? I'm sure we'll
1: talk about it again. Can't wait to see a little bit more Russell Henley next weekend.
4: (laughs) Yes. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Stop it. So bad. All right. right.
2: Come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> who has a punchable face of the week? I'm going to punch Rooster. <laughs> there's a lot to punch out there right now. Know, I'm, I'm going to really punch. Is. I'm going to, I'm going to punch. House's man, Pete Rose. Yeah. Oh. Oh, God.
4: Awful. First of all, for having the worst Sad.
2: hair dye job in the history of major <laughs> league baseball. Jesus. But secondly, I mean, like, I felt sorry for this guy. He got kicked out of, baseball for gambling. I was one, I was on board with the, ah, come on, he's the best hitter in baseball. He needs, to, he needs to be part of baseball. He should get into the hall of fame, the whole bit. Finally, he gets invited to the Phillies celebration of their 1980 world series. And, you know, he, he, apparently when, when they were thinking about putting him on the wall of fame there in Philadelphia, out comes a story back in 2017 uh, of him when he was in his 30s screwing this 15 year old. I think 14, 14, 15 year old. He says she was 16. He sa- that's his defense. He says, Yeah, I was having what sex with her. He I, was traveling had, around having, I was traveling around having sex with her, but I thought she was 16 and that was the age. Which is of legal. Consent uh, in it was legal at in Ohio at the, Ohio time. At the so, time. You know, that might be kosher if. The the boy is sixteen or seventeen, but when it's a thirty five year old professional athlete, that's disgusting. This it is, is not disgusting. okay. It's not so, okay. So not... some some woman reporter at the uh, at the event on Sunday in Philadelphia oh. says asks him about this story about the sexual relationship he had with this teenager in the seventies, and fucking Pete Rose's dumbass response was. Hey, it was 15, 55 years ago, babe uh, calls the reporter. Babe says, who cares what happened 50 years ago? Uh, I mean, what a dope. He's just, mm. you know what the, I've just concluded. He he's a cheesy piece of shit yeah. and, he, and that's never going to change. And I'm going to stop feeling sorry for, cause he's getting what he deserves and yeah. he gets, he should get a punch in his old face. I, I'm
1: fine to punch Pete Rose in the face but he should still be in the hall of fame. He's a he's a 80-year-old, uh, he's an 80-year-old dirtbag who is unapologetic and you know, yeah. he's still the greatest hitter in baseball history. got so. a lot of bitterness. Yeah. Until so, until he, Soto. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: he's not going to beat him in hits. He's not going to be the hit king Soto.
2: No, he's not cuz everyone's afraid to pitch to him. Somebody needs to punch Kevin Durant. Well,
1: you can punch oh. Kevin Durant, but I'm not done with Major League Baseball because, guys, like if you want to put, if you want to put stuff on the fence, I, I, you know, part of what we love about baseball, you know, when we do our preview, Bison talks about the smell of the grass and the crack of the bat and the nostalgia and all that stuff, and little by little, it's being eroded. There's barely a piece of a ballpark that isn't covered in some kind of advertisement. But for God's sake, can we leave the pitcher mound alone on television?
4: Wait, for whose, s- <laughs> for whose sake? For whose sake? For whose sake? Jesus' exactly. sake. Jesus? For his, for his sake? For his Is that sake? happening In Jesus' anywhere? name.
1: So I don't know if it's happening everywhere, but there's a, there's a, a Christian um, fundraising campaign, you know, like Family Values, Christian Values. That has a slogan called "He Gets Us," and they're spending a hundred million dollars to put that in various advertising advertisements around, um, you know, media because we're all going to hell in a handbasket. That's fine, and I, Pete Rose and probably all of us are going to hell. But I, I just wow, I,
3: there's, a, there's an emergency no, break no, no, for you right. on the
0: pod. He's right. <laughs>
2: he's right. He's right. right.
0: <laughs> Brian Pup has left the conversation.
2: <laughs> I just think. Oh. Like, What's your
0: problem? Is- it's going to be warm and all your friends are going to be there. It'll only feel <laughs> like an eternity.
4: <laughs>
0: Can we not leave the pitchers It's got down Boris. Home? And it's
1: not just Please. like I, leave one piece because the next thing you're going to do, you're going to start seeing stuff on the dirt and the diamond between first and second base, second and third base. Like every single part of the baseball feed is going to be covered in advertisements. And I'm just. That done with home
4: it. run like, sponsored by Chief. Yeah, totally. so, and- <laughs> what you're saying, House, is that everywhere behind the batter is taken up by advertising. So the only thing left is behind the picture. So you can get it on the screen. It's It's gross. That's disgusting.
0: And and you know, it's almost, I mean, there's so much wrong about it. You're so right, but it's all big national corporations. It's not even like unique to the city or the town that you're in anymore. Like go, go look at your ballpark, your home home ballpark. And it's all, it's like, Delta Lexus, uh, what you know, like it's not unique to your city. It's not the the mom and pop, you know, restaurant chain or or whatever, or the car dealer. It's Mercedes. You know, it's 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 just gross.
1: Yeah, you know, if they want to etch in forty two on Jackie Robinson Day, that's appropriate. I think that's if they want to they want to put somebody else's number on the day they're being retired. All of that's appropriate. Make it part of the game, not part of advertising. Major League Baseball, another punch in your face.
4: Well, I got, I mean, I, I got to close,
0: I got to close the loop and, and, and listen, we've talked many, many times about Dan Snyder being the worst owner in sports and one of the worst people in general. And oh, the learners are really, they're making a run at it. The, the learners <laughs> here in Washington, they're, I don't know, they're like, here, hold my beard, Dan. But, you know, it, it's, and the, the irony, you know, I, I don't know that anybody really talked about this, but the juxtaposition of Vince Scully dying the same day that 23 year old Juan Soto was traded away was to your point, House, about loyalty, was really, you know, just it, it's so compelling to look at those two things. Here you have a guy who spent 67 years with one franchise, followed him across the country and then you have one of the greatest hitters uh probably the the best hitter in the game right now and at age 23 they're shipping them off i mean i get it it's a business but it's just now it's like a gross business it's just not even you know the cliche that that sports is a business is bad enough but now it's just it's just gross that these teams are they're just moving people around like assets there's no loyalty there's no loyalty to the fans and the learners who have just given up on all these outstanding players and just let them leave—they get my punch in the face this week.
3: I mean, growing Bears. up, growing up, our teams—they were consistent year after year. I mean, you know, the Braves always Hank Aaron and Phil Negro and those guys—you never—they weren't going to get traded. We weren't worried about free agency. Cal Ripken—that's <laughs> who you came to love—is those players. I mean, if you're a kid now, you know, and you love Soto and you have a Soto jersey. For the Nats, now the guy's in San Diego. I mean, you know, you just crushed him. You crushed the the kid who someday may, you know, bring baseball back.
2: The sad week in D.C. It is. That's bad. Yeah. It's it's just bad for the fans all around.
4: God, it's got to be miserable walking around D.C. <laughs> in the sports world there. <laughs> hey, commander's practice started.
2: The city yeah. of former oh, yeah. champions. Eternal optimism. Yeah. Uh,
3: so are we punching Uh-oh. KD or not, or is it just a
2: just a quick one, man? Quick I mean, do you guys remember when he and, and uh, Kyrie job. first came to the Nets? What's the first thing they demanded? You remember? Steve they, Nash. Asked, remember. they demanded Steve Nash. that they fire Kenny Atkinson, who had uh, was their head coach and had done a good job the year before. Hire Nash. And hire Steve Nash. And now, today, Kevin Durant announces either fire Steve Nash and the GM or trade me. I mean, come on, man. You can't keep disrupting teams like that. It's just it's just silly that the owners are tolerating this crap. They need to put an end to it.
3: They're not going to trade him. There's no trade market for KD. And so they're not going to fire Nash because of Durant's you know demands. So how's the locker room chemistry going to be there this year?
2: And the mm. point, you know, it, it might be that Nash should never have been hired. He had zero coaching experience, but KD demanded that they hire him. You know, I mean he, look, Nash was half of a
3: of a foot size from taking the title last two years ago. That's that's well,
0: how nah. they they were he was a, a a toenail over from going on to the next round of the playoffs. It wasn't right it wasn't even the conference finals. So, right. I don't know. Listen,
3: all this, all this My stuff, we going to
0: win be, the NBA that year. Uh, yeah. Maybe want- this is all about player empowerment and maybe this is a, the next pod. Next topic is, is have we, have we crossed the line now in this player empowerment movement where uh, it's out of control? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to punch him because we might get him. So I'm just going to leave him alone.
3: Can you, uh, you who are you open. gonna give up for KD? Can huh. you guys
4: oh, see, you guys see my coaster? Is that Honus, did, you, did, you the, did you buy is that? Is that an original? Is that Honus I, uh, Wagner? This is, is it, a what? Are you the owner of I'm the, the Honus I'm the, Honus the owner? owner. <laughs> I am
2: the new proud owner of, <laughs> of, of a Honus Wagner. Oh my beer, God. Beer you are coaster. having a good year. You're having a great year. <laughs> 7.25 million for a baseball card. Can you believe that?
3: That's a beer coaster.
2: Yeah.
1: There is no, <laughs> chance my, no chance my skin sees the tattoo of a hundredth episode.
0: Yeah. Zero. No. No chance. Listen. Like a um, fucking beer coaster. Do we, <laughs> I, I I made Dude, a motion you before get that. before we started recording. I made a motion that we cancel the Ted Lasso segment because there's nothing good in sports anymore. Hi,
2: everybody. everyone. <laughs> hello. God. This is,
0: this this episode I, might this might be an archive episode It never gets released <laughs> straight to netflix
1: <laughs> guys in 20 years when they re-release this episode as they yes. in episode 76 right, it's going to make yes. so, so much money it's, it's going like to bonus wagner money
3: it's like a <laughs> b-side of an of an old album
1: <laughs> listen i want to give a lasso
2: barbecue you sauce
3: oh okay I,
1: we, <laughs> there still are good things happening in sports there's not and there were good things happening in canton this weekend uh there were some really good yeah. folks that were inducted yeah. to the hall of fame cliff branch dick Vermeil, love sam mills from the usfl stars onto the saints great Brian linebacker young. posthumously so i want to talk about Bryant young because if you if you want If you want a tearjerker and you want to hear a story about someone who really just loves something more than football and loves something more than football, you have to listen to the story of defensive tackle Bryant Young, who is blessed to have several kids. But unfortunately, Bryant Young lost his son, Colby. And um, the story that he tells about Colby um, getting diagnosed with a brain tumor you know, I don't think so many people knew about this stuff in Bryant Young's life, and a lot of it came out during it. And just the love that he has as a parent for his son and the purpose that he's found in life um, and the purpose that he found in life earlier that was more than football. It's it's great when um, – not never great when tragedy happens, but it is good when tragedy turns some of these – uh guys into really seeing that it's it's a lot bigger than than you know knocking heads on a football field and uh, you know all that class the class of 22 uh the nfl hall of fame deserves a lasso but especially bryant young and what he's been through and what he's turned it around to make his life an incredible purpose my lasso goes to bryant young this week
2: good one yeah that was a tear journey hey did you see uh you remember your report last week about uh Premier League. Did you see uh Man City? The their new guy scored twice.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Holland, is it Holland?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, a beast. he's a machine. My God, he's, he's a like a
2: Nordic beast. He is. A Nordic beast. He looks like Seems... a Viking. He's he's like a foot taller than everyone else on the pitch and faster.
0: Well, let's talk more soccer. That'll make the week better.
2: <laughs> 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 Anybody have anything else this week,
0: guys? All right, let's bury this fucking episode. You guys have a good week. Have a good week. Tune in
3: Thursday for the FedEx Cup. FedEx Cup right around
4: the corner.
0: Awesome.
3: See you for FedEx.